Hello and welcome to the Instec London podcast. This is Matthew Grant, one of the partners at Instec London. And today we're bringing you a short podcast, which is a review of what we'd heard at the InsureTech Insights. Robin Mertens and myself give our, our short uh, briefing of the activity there and how that fits into some of the things going on in the wider InsureTech space. Welcome to the Instate London podcast. This is Matthew Grant and Robin Mertens, and we are talking to you live today from the InsureTech Insight Conference. There's a bit of background noise, uh, maybe not a surprise, we're talking to you from the bar, just giving uh, giving our reflections on the first day and a half. So, so Robin, you've been uh, walking around the stands, talked to a lot of people. What are your impressions from what you've seen so far? As you know, I'm much more of a socialiser than I am a attender of the content but there are thousands of people here and, and a lot of people I haven't met I thought it was a really interesting mix of people um, apparently over 60% uh, of the attendees are from overseas which is um, you know a chance to meet people doing the same things in other parts of the world I thought uh, of course this is me being a bit self-serving but the, pa- the best panel by some way I thought was yours and you put together an interesting set of people tell me um, what was behind all that yeah, that is very self-serving. Uh, no, it was fantastic to have you know, a combination of leaders both from insurance and reinsurance, but also from the insurtech side. I was hoping for a little bit more, um, bit of more confrontation or even some gentle pushback on both sides. I think everyone slightly got uh, a bit too polite these days about what the other side is doing. But we had Munichry, Score and Prudential talking and then Cape Analytics and, and Saitora and really exploring what is... Uh, the future of AI. And AI is one of these things that almost every company today claims they've got AI. And really the key thing is actually what difference does it make? And one of the themes coming out from this, which we've heard elsewhere, but it was interesting to hear this coming from actually every, almost everybody who spoke, which is the analytics is going to be increasingly about helping the clients reduce the risk. It's not just about underwriting. Um, and the, the other question we sort of played around a bit with was, what is going to happen to the underwriter in the future? Do we need an underwriter if we're going to do algorithmic underwriting? You know, no surprise, nobody, nobody on the panel admitted they were going to go and uh, get rid of all their underwriters. But yeah, certainly there's a feeling that if, you, if you're in a more homogenized risk, then you'll see less and less need for underwriters. But at the complex risks, then the relationships are still increasingly important or are, are important so I think this, you know, the underwriters are not dead but uh, but the future of uh, insurance you know, a lot of it's going to be driven by the front end for the distribution and, and then the access to capital and capital is liquid and fungible and so the challenge for the insurers in the middle is to remain relevant and remain cost effective but you know I don't think there's any surprises there is that we've been talking about this for a while. Now what amazes me is that, is that there's so few new new products emerging from this in the last a uh, couple of weeks I've seen people um, with uh, extraordinarily accurate algorithms uh, uh, predicting the future cost of commodity prices, the likely future cost of auto warranty claims. Um, and I know the re- some reinsurers are very active looking at how to turn those into costs that will protect, uh, say, auto manufacturers from um, excess auto warranty claims over and above those that were predicted. Uh, but these, these predictive analytics uh, capabilities are starting to come up with um, the ability to predict things with ever increasing accuracy, which I think is going to, in, in, going to improve our ability to provide a new product set uh, that no existing underwriters are particularly 
uh, equipped to deal with. So um, that seems to be the place where it'll fall out, uh, first of all. Well, yeah, and, and, and actually that whole point about bringing new risk into the, into the insurance industry, I think it's particularly intriguing. It's really hard if you are building a tool that you know, can price better or can tell an insurer where they've got more risk and you go in and say, let me tell you about you know, where your risk exposure is and now I'm going to charge you for that privilege. But, you know, I think, what's, what, it, as you say, it's quite hard to find them. We actually had one on the panel, but a new line of business coming in. And Munich Re now uh, are claiming they are the 100%, 100% of the market to provide insurance for people using artificial intelligence where it goes wrong. So they've, you know, they've figured out, you know, one step ahead in a way, not just using AI, but actually how do you actually use that to generate premium income? And, and so uh, that's definitely something I think you and I are always looking out for as opposed to just doing the same job but doing it better. Oh, I love the idea at some point, and Munich Re seemed to be the closest, that somebody's going to start backing the accuracy of algorithms. I mean, you're effectively being asked to ensure uh, the accuracy of the algorithm that you're relying on and um, that shows immense confidence in the technology uh, and really um, puts a lie to the sort of slightly smug London market idea that um, all this stuff is innately far too complicated and that we'll need uh, lots of 55 year old men in suits to be able to determine how the future of oil rig pricing works you know which I really I think is self-protectionism of the highest order. But anyway, well done, Munich Re. I'm not in the least bit surprised to hear you say there was no confrontation. It seems to me that, um, and this conference has uh, borne it out, that there's, a, there's this comfort returning, this idea that let's work with the MGAs uh, in a comfortable way that we understand and do a small part of our disruption uh, rather than do anything uh, that's gonna rock the boat. Is that something you share? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we, we, both of us, three years ago, when you went to these kind of events, you'd see people standing up and you know, wearing jeans and, and uh, T-shirts and saying they're going to disrupt the industry and watch out, here we come. And we all sort of, you know, slightly sort of thought, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, but at some level, that's quite healthy. And, uh, and I think either people have just given up or they've sort of felt that actually it's just, well, it's just too difficult. And so they're better off to align themselves, which is okay. But then the risk is, do they end up becoming bit like some of the large insurers and innovation is just another thing you do alongside your day job and no one's sort of you know no one's calling out the real challenges out there and, and yeah likewise you talk about the Lloyd's market but my you know, personal view is if you really want to create disruption on this and you want to make a difference and, and you, you know I've talked about this you know, could somebody other than Lemonade come up with a full stack digital insurer and figure out who's doing this stuff well in the industry and knit it together and find some capital and really show us what it does look like if you can, if you can do this properly, yeah, rather than us always sort of criticising incumbents for not being able to move fast enough. No, I, I, that's the biggest theme for 2019 for me. Uh, it's good to see full stack coming out of Germany. Uh, the consensus here amongst the American investors is that MGAs are going to turn into full stack insurers in in the US, which is encouraging to see. I, I don't see that same theme in the UK at all. MGAs or MGAs, uh, there's a comfortable relationship right now between MGAs and carriers. Um, carriers are not themselves investing in the technology that enables it, them to do genuine digital models with MGAs. So that all feels a little bit, over here, a little bit comfortable. Uh, the two, I mean, amongst the best MGAs I've seen in the last month or so, two come from France. Um, 
we've got Descartes speaking at our event on the 2nd of April, Descartes underwriting, um, you know, with a, with a absolutely latest state-of-the-art predictive analytics engine around uh, weather and events. Uh, and, and here at the event is a company called Moonshot. Um, you know, those are new, 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 new products, uh, backed by the French market, backed by French banks. They have a freshness about them, which... Um, uh, you know, it would worry me uh, that, 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 that there's more innovation going on in France right now in 2019 than I've seen in the UK so far. Yeah, and, and the French have always been known for their engineering and their analytics, and I, and I think to extent being, there's, I guess it's pros and cons, obviously, of being in London, but being a little bit detached from it, it's rather like you know, what happened in Bermuda when Bermuda reinsurers set up there. You're sort of forced to make smart decisions because you can't rely on... Uh, you know, somebody around the corner telling you what the answer is or the old way of doing it. So I, I think, you know, Mir's question for London is, is it going to continue benefit because it does have it's a great hotbed of innovation. It's, everything's very physically accessible. You can get to see people you know, almost in a 15 minutes walk if you're in, in the city. But does that, just back to our earlier point, does that bring in some, I don't want to say complacency, but yeah, does it sort of avoid some of the hard facts that you start to see that you need to make a difference and make a noise if you're actually physically remote from the space uh, and, you know, and can't just be turning up, at, turning up at events and getting the visibility, but you've got to be known for what you're actually delivering. Well, I always come back to curiosity. Uh, that's why one comes to these events, to meet different people, see different points of view. I, I think that um, one of the themes here has been the amount of cooperation between uh, the French, German, uh, UK insurance markets. Um, there are a lot of US investors here looking to invest into the UK and Europe. Uh, I don't think they look at the UK as a separate case anymore. I think they're looking at European opportunity um, as a whole. Uh, but but um, uh, the, the one danger to London, I think, is the self-endorsing um, nature of it. I think there's too many people believe in the same things. This is exactly the kind of event that the curious should be at if they want to see what's happening outside their, their familiar world of EC3. Yeah, well, this event, and of course, our events, and I guess you and I have got the benefit of being around long enough, and as nobody employs full-time, we can kind of say what we want, and uh, hopefully, you know, we might offend some people, but we will still continue to do do our job, and to some extent, I think that's what we enjoy, is, you know, having the chance to say it as we, as we really think it. So, you know, with that, we've got our, um, we've got our MGA event coming up, as you mentioned, on the 2nd of April, and it looks like We've got a you know, really good balance of people talking about both in terms of building MGAs and the infrastructure. And uh, I think anybody listening to this who wants to come and hasn't already booked their place, I would do it right now because we're, again, getting up to uh, full capacity. What I will promise you is, unlike Matthew's panel today where there was no confrontation or provocation, <clears throat> um, we'll try and do our best to stimulate some uh, genuine debate and perhaps poke a finger occasionally where we think it needs to be poked. That's part of our idea. Yeah, I think, I think a discussion that involved Robin Mertens without any controversy would be like drinking wine without any alcohol. Um, so on that, on that uh, happy note, and just uh, hopefully you help, help, heard us through the, uh, the background excitement in the bar, but uh, we look forward to seeing you soon at our events. If you've discovered us or if you haven't, as usual, if you look at the website on www dot London you should be able to find out what we've done what we're doing and how to get hold of us thank you Robin thank you so a shorter podcast from us today but we will be back with our longer podcast including interviews with some of the leading figures from insurance and insurtech and the highlights from our AGA event on the 2nd of April 
Uh, also, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the panel discussion that Robin mentioned, uh, take a look at my write-up on our website at London. Had a fascinating discussion on the future of AI with Munich, Score, Prudential, Saitora and Cape Analytics.